In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul had these words to say to them and to us. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. There is great consolation coming. This, these few verses that I just read to you tell us that God is the God of all comfort. Amen. And He is able to comfort us in all our troubles so that we are able to comfort others when they are in trouble. The message of the gospel is a message of comfort. It is a message of other aspects as well, but it's a message of comfort. And we want to comfort ourselves this day in the gospel as it declares to us the description of those that are truly the elect of God. We live in a generation where Christianity has so degenerated that they look to an act of faith or a decision for Jesus that they have made as the basis for their eternal life and the evidence that they will go to heaven. There is not a sentence in the Bible that lends credence to that statement or that theory about salvation. But the whole New Testament is, and an old as well, that it is the character and conduct of a person that shows whether they have the evidence of eternal life or not. And we want to remind ourselves of that and find comfort in it. The standard is not so high that we cannot achieve it. But neither is it so low and foolish that we can look back to some event of accepting or inviting Jesus into our heart and think that that is the evidence of eternal life. It wasn't the evidence of eternal life for anyone in the New Testament, and it shouldn't be for us. Because we should be living godly and righteous lives day by day and week by week. And it's running our race and finishing our course and keeping the faith that's the evidence of eternal life. But there's great comfort in the New Testament. And we want to comfort ourselves together today in the salvation that Jesus Christ secured for us according to God's decrees and that the Holy Spirit has applied and that God in three will wrap up one of these days when he glorifies us. And the way we know that is by fulfilling the evidence that the New Testament describes and exhorts us to. It tells us how we can answer the question, am I one of God's elect? Or the question, how can I know I'm one of God's elect? Or the question, how can I know my name is in the book of life? The New Testament teaches us the answers to these questions, and that's what we want to learn today. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Blessed God, we thank thee that thou art the God of all comfort.
For thy sinful children need thy comfort through Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank thee that you have in store for us a great consolation, which shall be given to us in that day when we receive our eternal inheritance predestinated for us from the very beginning. We thank thee, Lord of heaven, that thou hast not left us without hope or comfort in the world, but that you sent Jesus Christ to die for us and give us hope, and that he has promised he would return in the same way that he left, which is the blessed hope of the believer. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that Jesus Christ has abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And we pray that that light will shine in our hearts this day to show us the glory of Jesus Christ and that we might be assured of our eternal life before thee and that we might prepare ourselves to be bold in the day of judgment as our beloved brother John wrote to us. O Lord, be with all those that are traveling. Give them traveling mercies and protect them at their destinations and bring them back to us speedily that we might be reunited as a body very soon. We thank Thee for our nation and pray that You would overrule the ignorance and the wickedness that exists in high places in our country that we might continue to have the free and liberated lives to serve Thee according to the Word of God as we have enjoyed for many years. Heavenly Father, we pray that You would forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that you would turn our hearts again unto thee. And, O Lord, we thank thee for every good gift that cometh down from the Father of lights that we enjoy naturally and spiritually, physically and eternally, nationally and here in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Bless us this day. Be with thy servants and saints in every place. Heavenly Father, glorify Thyself through them and us, that we this day, on the Lord's day, will lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and worship Him according to Thy Word, and that our hearts will be profited thereby. O Lord, the Word of God, we read, works effectually. Let it work effectually in us this day. Let it be glorified and have free course in our lives and in our hearts. Comfort. Those who are cast down, convert those that are wayward, convict those that are in sin. And Heavenly Father, lead us ever onward and upward towards your heavenly kingdom. We thank thee for everything that we have in Christ Jesus and every blessing that you have given us here in this world. For we are worthy of none. And we thank thee for them. And we thank thee, Lord, for the truth that thou hast shown us. Lead us to defend it, to live it, to believe it, to understand it, and obey it as we should. These things we ask, offering up our thanksgiving to Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, in His name and for His glory. Amen. Amen.